0: Yeah, so today we, we celebrate this feast that we call the Feast of the Epiphany. Um, and Epiphany, it's, it, it's kind of an, a, a really interesting feast that we have. Um, the, the word Epiphany just means um, manifestation or appearance. So this is like the first manifestation of Jesus publicly, so to say, um, so this is the first time that, you know, other people other than just the Holy Family are kind of centered around Jesus. This is really Jesus now. As soon as he's born, he's out. And he's out in the world and things are happening. Things are moving right away. Epiphany. Um, the only time that we really use that word epiphany kind of in our, in our everyday language is, you know, if you say something like, I had an epiphany or you had a, a realization about something. You know, it's, it's like a, a, the right idea manifested in your mind and that you know, when that happens, that really changes how you act based on that. So it's kind of a similar thing here, epiphany, you know. Um, now, there's, there's, so much, um, there's so much symbolism that happens with this gospel story um, that I kind of want to walk us through some of the symbolism that's going on here. Um, because basically what's, what's going on here is just the nativity scene. We've all seen, the, uh, you know, probably tons of nativity scenes in the last month or so. Um, Ours in the back um, in the gathering space kind of has this image here, the Magi coming and everything is is centered on Jesus. Um, So with tons of that symbolism kind of happening, I kind of want to walk through some of the symbols that are going on here. Um, And this is important too because as we do the baptism later, baptism obviously has a ton of symbolism, tons of symbolism. So um, it's just really important to kind of know what's sort of going on here in, in regards to that. Now, what's cool about this is that with this nativity scene, every symbol that we go through points to Jesus and is Jesus in a sense. And the symbolism here will actually kind of uh, metaphorically form a shape of a cross. Every nativity scene has the cross kind of embedded into it, which is really, really cool. Um, So the first symbolism is... The, the vertical beam of our of our cross that we 're going to go through, and the the top and the bottom would be something like the star at the top and the crib at the bottom, the star at the top and the crib at the bottom. the highest thing, a star, giving way to you know understanding how to get there, how to navigate, how to kind of lead the way that 's what stars do they lead the way right, and stars give off light, and obviously Jesus is the total embodiment of the star itself, being, Jesus says, I am the way. (laughs) I am the way. Jesus is the one who guides us back to the Father. And we say that Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light of the world. And so even though the star points to Jesus, Jesus also embodies what the star is, that which is above. But what's really cool, too, is that um, Jesus is the one who came down from heaven, he comes down from the stars, right? And when, as he comes down, he goes to that lowest, that lowest place, to the crib, to the bottom, right? Um, if you if if you ever get a chance to go to to Bethlehem in, in Israel, you can go there today, and um, they've they've actually built a church over the place where the nativity happened. Um, it happened in kind of this cave system. That's kind of it's really far down, actually. Um, and so they built a the church over this cave, and what 's really cool is that the, the only way to get into the church actually um, the the entrance of the door is only maybe about this high, only about this high. And so to get into the church, you symbolically have to have to lower yourself to get in and even once you 're in the church, the cave system is actually beneath the church, and so immediately you have to keep going down. <laughs> to get to where the crib would have been. There's just this, this very downward kind of sense, you know. And so that's what's really cool is that it, it gives the symbolism of, you know, what is above and then what is very, very far below. And, of course, Jesus, you know, as he comes into the world, he just goes lower, right? He descended into hell. He took on the worst. Um, and so it's kind of neat. Um, and actually what's really cool too, um, what I love about nativity scenes is that um, Everyone in, in, in the nativity scene, their eyes are all facing down. Their eyes are all facing down. Everything is centered on Jesus, right? Um, the star is a way of, like, navigating. Your eyes are up when you're kind of navigating. But once you arrive at your destination, now it's kind of eyes, eyes down, eyes focused on what's really important here. Um, so that would be kind of the vertical symbolic beam of our, of our cross. Um, The horizontal beam is is something like um, the juxtaposition of the the good kings, the three kings who visit, and King Herod, the bad king. So we have this dichotomy of of good kings versus bad kings. But in the center is the true king, right? In the center is Jesus, who's the true king of this whole thing, opposite of this kind of worldly sense, this temporal sense of of what, what is kingship really about? Is it the Magi? Is it someone like King Herod? Obviously, there's good and bad ways of doing that, but everything, again, centers on Jesus. Um, another, another way you could think about this horizontal beam would be um, with the symbolism of Jew and Gentile. Because this is the first time that the Magi, who are Gentiles, are entering into the picture on one hand, and then on the other hand, we have the shepherds who were Jews at that time. And so it really, I mean, it encapsulates, it brings everything in, into itself. Everything is brought into this. There's this cosmic, cosmic dimension of, of just how reality is shaped where everything centers on Jesus and everything is brought in from the top and the bottom and from the left and the right into this centering on who he is and what he's about. Um, so it's really, really cool. And then what's really neat too is that the Magi, whether they knew it or not, the Magi brought uh, three gifts... That really give a ton of prophecy about Jesus, um, and so up here we have kind of this, you know, symbolism of the three gifts. Um, so the first one is gold that the Magi brought. Um, gold obviously just symbolizes kingship, so just Jesus' kingship and who he is, what he's about as king. Um, and then the second gift that they brought is frankincense. Um, this is just incense. Right, so incense that we use at mass, that's frankincense, right? Um, and frankincense symbolizes his divinity. Uh, we use incense to show, um, like especially when, when we use incense at mass, it, 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 gives, it gives like rise to this divine sense of what's happening. Smoke rising is like prayers rising up to heaven. So it's kind of given a, vi- a, a visual symbol of the divine invisible that's happening there. So it points to his divinity. And then the last symbol, myrrh, um, this symbolizes Jesus' his humanity. Uh, myrrh is like an embalming kind of thing. And so when someone would die, they would use myrrh to embalm and to help you know, with, with that whole process. Um, and actually when, um, when Jesus dies and he's in the tomb, um, and they went to go visit on the third day. They probably brought Myrrh with them, uh, not expecting him to rise. They just were going to help uh, in his death. You know, um, so it's really cool. All of the, all of these things. You know, we see nativity scenes all the time, but to really understand, like, just how much of it is really focused and, and is giving rise to all these different things. Um, so for us, for us, Jesus is not expecting any of this stuff from us. Right, These gifts, we don't give these to Jesus. Um, the only gift that really matters and the only gift that really makes sense for us is just the gift of an open heart. Just the gift of an open heart. Jesus comes to us every single mass we gather together. Jesus comes to us right here in the Eucharist. His very self. He is the center. He is the focal point of why we're here. And as we come forward, we come forward like magi, right? We come forward like kings. We've all been baptized as kings in Christ. Um, And so as we approach, I mean, every single time we come up for a communion, it's like approaching the nativity. It really is. And so, you know, that question that should be for us is, is is my heart really open to Jesus? Is he really going to be the king and center and the focal point of my heart? Or is he kind of off to the side, right, in my personal nativity? Um, so I just want to invite us to kind of just pray with that today. As we come up for communion, how is, how is our heart open to, to this gift of Jesus coming to us? How can we make our hearts a gift uh, back to him? Let's pray for that grace today.